Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Madison, Mississippi. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. I had an unexpected health issue come up last week and spent several days in the hospital. I'm doing fine now, but I'm just giving you that context uh, because that incident made me reflect some on just the fragility of life um, and of, of health and how easily interrupted our status quo and our expectation of what's going to happen next can just be torn apart and, and interrupted. In fact, my wife and I were supposed to be on a vacation uh, this this week. Uh, we were supposed to be out of the country. Um, this plan that we that we looked forward to and planned months in advance, saved up for. Uh, in my mind, there was no way that we weren't going to be uh, on that trip today, but here I am. Uh, you never know what life is going to send you and what is going to come your way. As I sat in that hospital bed last week, I spent some time reading from the Psalms. And one morning, one of those Psalms, God just highlighted it to me, and I just really spent some time meditating on it. So I want to read you a little bit of Psalm 77. It starts like this. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. Uh, I don't know that I was as distressed as this psalm writer is, um, but this is a great psalm for when unexpected things happen and when you are in distress. And uh, so it ministered to me. Um, his first line, I cried out to God for help, sticks out to me. I mean, when, when you are in distress, who do you turn to or, or what do you turn to? This psalm writer was quick to understand that he turns to the Father because the Father is our source of power. So I cried out to God, he says, for help. Um, when I was distressed, I sought the Lord at night. I stretched out untiring hands. That's a reference to praying. He was stretching out his hands to, to pray to the Lord. Uh, and then he says, and I would not be comforted. That really reminds me of David when he was losing his baby. And uh, he was surrounded by well-meaning people who wanted to comfort him. But sometimes you go through something that is beyond human help. Um, and so he says, you know, I'm, I'm not going to let well-meaning people um, distract me from the only one who can bring me comfort, who can bring me hope, who can rescue and deliver me. If you're in distress right now, are you crying out to God or are you just crying out? He goes on to say, I remembered you, God. I groaned. I meditated and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. That's a cool phrase. Um, just to, when you were going through difficult times, just to link back to difficult times in the past when you have also stayed awake and been in despair and, and couldn't see a way out. And uh, you had those worship moments with the Father, those songs in the night uh, where you cried out to Him in the past. So cry out, I guess, is the theme to me of this first paragraph. But here's the second paragraph. 
And uh, there's there's a shift in what he's doing here. And I, I would say the second paragraph theme is questioning. He asks six questions here in the next couple of verses. He says, "When the, will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Um, those are difficult questions. And uh, I think it's cool that this psalm writer expresses the things that he questioned God about. You know, it's okay when you are in despair, when you don't see that rescue coming. Uh, it is, it's typical for us as humans just to, to question God. Uh, even those who are in faith um, have those moments of, of questioning. I think here he is. He has uh, Exodus 34 in mind. Uh, here's what Exodus 34 says, and God himself is, is describing himself and speaking about himself. And he says, The Lord, the Lord, compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving. Um, so he almost says all of those things, and he says, Is this not true anymore, God? I, I think he's thinking about that declaration that God makes of himself and he's saying where are you is this not true I don't see these attributes at work in this situation but then there's a shift in his um, his rhetoric here this next paragraph um, the word to me goes from questioning to seeking here's what it sounds like then I thought to this I will appeal the years when the Lord when the Most High stretched out his right hand I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all of your works and meditate on all of your mighty deeds. Um, you know, when you're in despair, you probably can't solve your own problem. But he comes up with a, a plan of action, not to solve the problem, but what he should do while he's in despair. And that's to seek the Lord. I don't know if you noticed this as I just read it aloud to you, but uh, it, it's full of, that little paragraph is full of statements that begin with, I will. In other words, at the bottom of his despair, he makes a, a choice about how he is going to approach this, this season or this moment in his life. And he says, I will appeal to God. I will remember your deeds. I will remember your miracles. I will consider your works. I will meditate meditate on your mighty deeds. So he comes up with an approach for how, how to think and how to respond in the middle of this despair. And as he does that, it transforms the, um, the psalm here. The next paragraph I would call praising. That's the word I would say. His... Um, his pronouns change from I and my to you and your. Uh, in other words, his focus shifts from my problem to the greatness of God, and that it does through an act of worship. Here's what it sounds like. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who works miracles. You display your power among the people, and I love that. You are the God who works miracles. A minute ago, he's thinking about the helpless situation, hopeless situation maybe that he finds himself in and the 
the lack of, of seeing God's hand at work. And now through worship, he's pointed back to the fact that God is powerful and that God does work and God is at work. Then he goes on to um, think about a particular miracle that God has done, and that is to lead the Hebrews through the Red Sea as he parts it and opens it for them. Uh, I won't read this whole paragraph, but he describes that in really poetic language. And then he comes to the end of that description, and he says this in verse 19. Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. Now, that really stuck out to me. I like that. God's path led through the mighty waters. It led right into an impossible situation, one that that they could have been sure that they were going to drown then. And yet, that's where God's path led them. And then the miracle happened, and he, was, he led them through that path, through um, something unconquerable that uh, only God's miracle power could have done. And even in the midst of that, him leading them, he says, even though your footprints were not seen. That took an act of faith for the Hebrew people to step forward into that water as it receded. Um, And it's going to take maybe an act of faith for you to step forward into the journey through whatever this distress is that, that might be in your life. God's footprints are not always seen as you follow him, perhaps more often as you look back and reflect on how God has rescued her, you. Um, the last verse says, You lead your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. He, he gives us this final image of God as a shepherd, one who walks ahead of a flock and, um, and then is followed by sheep who are obedient to the shepherd's voice. Um, beautiful image. Um, reminds me of what Jesus said when in John chapter 10 when he says, I am the good shepherd. Psalm 77. Hope that it'll be an encouragement to you if you find yourself in a distress or a difficult situation this week. 